0: What's up, everybody? Uh, we are here to talk more soccer, virtual soccer, history of soccer, whatever we can think of that we can talk about today for this edition of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Oh, by the way, this is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. your
1: post, the flick, and it's in! Darwin Jones with the response for Orange County. And it is a massive one. Austin Bowl, dominant in the last century. In the middle now, gets around a few defenders. Forrester
2: with the outside of foot, what a strike by Harry Forrester! It's the opening goal for Orange County. Looking for a down, back post opportunity and a goal. A beautiful goal by Orange County this is the orange and black soccer cast the first and only podcast dedicated to orange county soccer club its fans and supporters follow us on twitter at ocsc underscore soccer or on facebook at orange and black soccer cast
0: how's it going orange county welcome to another episode of the orange and black soccer cast Presented by Roughneck Scarves and Icarus FC, we are the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm with you almost every single episode. I've only missed one uh, as of right now, but hey, better than most people in other podcasts. Um, I just totally lost track of where I was going, but yeah, we'll, we'll go from that Um yeah, we're here to talk about Orange County Soccer Club, and uh, to help me do so, we've got the person that is beating me on this podcast for the number of appearances. Uh, that is Dylan from counter Coalition. Oh, by the way, he's also the play-by-play, one half of the play-by-play voice for the EUSL when I play matches. Dylan, how are you doing, man?
3: I'm good. I hope everyone is well in Orange County, San Diego, Reno. Germany. San Antonio. Kansas City. San Antonio. Birmingham. Probably. I don't know. I, hope I think wherever uh, you are that you're
0: well. Well, we had uh, our, one of our guests that's participating in the EUSL a couple weeks ago from the Birmingham. That's representing Birmingham Legion. Yeah, said he listens to us, so. He's doing yeah, very so well,
3: by the way. He's oh, In the
0: in the EUSL Cup or in the ES The Rocket or the League, Whatever. Right. Yeah, the Rocket League thing. He got to have like a one-on-one interview with Kelsey Steele because of how, how good he's doing that there. So Cameron... Um, tough luck for you. You should have been better at uh, Rocket League, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also on this episode with us, as he typically is uh, almost every episode, at least in the last year and a half, uh, when he's not talking about San Diego Loyal or San Diego Soccer's or Liverpool, he's here talking with us about Orange County. You probably talk about that stuff too at the same time. Uh, that's Alan in San Diego. Alan, how are you doing, man?
1: I'm I'm doing all right. How are you? Are you okay?
0: I mean, are, are you okay? You doing all We're right? What, there, bud? You doing We're like, right? what a, a month or so into this quarantine? Um
3: just tell us about that beer, Ray.
0: Yes, I am drinking a beer. I'm I'm almost done with 32 ounces of a beer from GameCraft. Uh, if you follow Orange County Soccer Club on Twitter, uh, they tweeted out about a great discount code, 20% off. Any order $20 or more for delivery or pickup. I went and decided to pick up, uh, it's called, there is no cow level coffee milk stout. And it's a uh, pretty good. It's at 8.9%. So that's why at 32 ounces uh, within the last hour, I've been drinking this. So that's why I'm a little bit all over the place at this moment. I apologize for those of you listening to us. I'm going to try and keep things going. This is my last bit that I'm drinking here. If you're watching live, you can see it. But yeah, no, um, I decided to do that. Go for it. Dr- order yourself something from them uh, from Gamecraft Brewery. They're right there in Lake Forest on Avenida de Corlat- Corlata. I believe is how you say it. Correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, if you if you happen to know.
3: Um, I'm sure Alan, the resident of San Diegan, is very familiar with a. With
0: rather Laguna Hills Street or whatever, Lake Forest streets. Lake
3: Forest slash Laguna. I think it's woods. Laguna Hills,
0: actually. I think it's Laguna Hills.
3: Is it Woods or Hills? I think it's Woods.
0: I don't know. It's by all the old people. It's can Well, it? it's it's for those of you that travel <laughs> down. No, for those of you that travel down the five, uh, it's right where all those like, um, like home furniture stores are right there off the five, I think off of the five and Lake Forest Drive. Um, Is it off the five? Yeah, it's off the five. Okay. If you didn't know yet, it's off the five. <laughs> Thank you for helping there, uh, Alan. Yeah, I do what I can. Hey, we're here to have some fun. Uh, Again, uh, I think a lot of us are starting to go a little crazy at this point with the uh, quarantine going on or staying at home and not getting out and hanging out. I'm missing like karaoke or just going out to a a Saturday night game at the championship soccer stadium. But yeah, um, let's talk about some soccer, I guess. That's what we're here for. And that's what you're probably listening to hear us talk about is some soccer. What soccer can we talk about gentlemen? Um, I guess let's talk about to, the go if for we're it, talk
1: now. about how the way you played I we're going to be talking about soccer <laughs> either. So
0: <laughs> Ooh. It's accurate okay. though. That
3: was abysmal on Friday night US Championship matchup.
0: Yes, for those of you that missed the match, uh, you can go to any of our social media and look at the recording of it, but uh, I played against at Spin Clark um, S-P-E-N-C-L-A-R. He was representing Real Monarchs. Uh, both of us were entering the match 2 and oh and O, six points. And it, it showed for most of the match. I think it was a I I I will admit, I was sort of on the ropes for most of the match, but I was at least holding my own. I was playing very defensively most of the match, which is very unlike me when I'm playing this match. I think both of you called it out that typically I'm the one putting on the high press, but he was sort of Beating me at my own my own game, but I was at least avoiding the knockout punch for most of the match. Uh, any cross that came in, I was clearing or not clearing, but I was at least getting it out of the box and then fighting to get it out from there. Uh, and then, what in the, like the seventy fifth minute or so, he gets a cross in, gets a head to it. That cross that that head floats for like twenty seconds over my goalkeeper in the air looks like it may potentially go over the crossbar or out to the left of the goal, but happens to bounce in. And I end up losing with that one goal. One nil.
1: Um, That that goal was the ball of the trajectory of that goal was very similar to that. Michael Jordan slam dunk where like, he looks like he's just continuing to float. Like it just bends what you view as like proper physics. That's how the ball went. You're like, there's no way that ball is going. Oh, that. Yep, that's in the back of the net. I don't know how it happened. Like in real life, I don't think anyone could put that type of touch on a header just to like
0: just softly loft it.
1: But apparently,
0: computer and games. get it in the goal. I mean, yeah, apparently right. it was it was it was a vi- okay. I will admit this. It was a beautiful video game goal. Um, you could be very frustrated when that happens. I, I I think I laughed more that my goalie attempted to try and jump and punch that that ball away, even though it was like. 20 feet above his uh, reach. Uh, Dylan, what are your thoughts when you saw that goal going? I know you You guys were both like, I think Alan was the one that was a little bit more shocked by that goal uh, when you listened to the call, but I think you were too, Dylan.
3: Yeah. Um, for those of you that didn't watch it, it's a bit like Ray is on the podcast right now. That's how the match was going. Just utter chaos. Um, not able to deal with the circumstances that he found himself in for the entirety of the match. And then just gives it's up a, weird a good
0: call, Thanks. floating
3: goal. Um, I think Alan's referencing MJ's uh, dunk from the free throw line.
0: Maybe. Yep.
3: Yeah. I it, That's pretty accurate. I'm sure most people can probably picture that if you don't. I don't know where you've been for the last 32 years, but um, longer? I don't even know. 32, 33. It was late 80s. I don't know. But. Um, it was it was not ideal well, for Ray. And well, he ten, ten, no
1: response. Ten years ago was February, so I mean it's gotta be
3: Yeah, uh, three and a half, uh, 15 score, and eight days ago. Uh, I think gets us to the nineties.
1: So I think someone needs to take that goal and put in the uh, Celine Dion version of My Heart Will Go On. Um, as... <laughs> the whole
0: song would play before before right. that ball goes in the back but i the think it would
1: be then. just just magical to or and it i would be, always it would love be you. really cool
0: or you play some like like just crazy like annoying loud song and then once it hits the guy's head just switch it to baker street i think
3: uh fat seven deuce doing some baker street would be great <laughs> for that
0: um <laughs> Anyone that plays FIFA, you you know the frustration of a goal like that because, again, like I mentioned, and, and I think Dylan Allen will back me up on this. Every cross that was coming in, I was at least getting my head to it. I was at least trying to clear it out of the box. I was, my, my players weren't doing a great job of it. You guys even called it out on the match. They were like, you guys, I think, said a few times, like, what kind of clearance is that or what's going on there? Uh, but I at least was getting my head to it and preventing that that goal from going in. And, yeah, it was, it was one of those frustrating goals as a player, I, I will admit – on on the Discord for the league, a lot of uh, people were, or not a lot of people, but there were a few comments about um, it was a pretty good goal. And even my opponent said that, uh, you know, it was, uh, uh, he had to work for that goal. It, it wasn't an easy goal to obtain. Uh, I will admit I was off. Uh, I, I mentioned to Dylan and Alan on the broadcast uh, after the match that I'd been playing a lot of the Ultimate Team stuff because I had entered into the weekend league for that. So, Uh, For those of you unfamiliar with FIFA, when you go into the weekend league, you have like 30-something games over the weekend to try and win as many as you can, which when you think about that, that's just sort of an insane amount of games to play over a three-day period, but that's a totally different story. I I didn't do great on that as well. So, yeah, I'm going to go back and focus on playing with Spartak Moscow this week and make sure I put a thrashing on my next opponent, which happens to be Phil Grooms from the USL show. Phil, I'm going to apologize in advance because I'm hoping that I can beat you at least ten to nothing, ten nil in that match, uh, if not more.
1: That was very (laughs) that was very New Mexico United of you to be like, well, you know, I was in this other tournament and I just got really tired of playing FIFA, so (laughs) I just didn't do well in the regular season. But you never know; they snuck into the playoffs, so this might not be a bad comparison.
0: Probably not. Ouch! Uh,
3: but I love the trash talk. That's super accurate.
0: Uh, just right, so you what know, is
3: your game this weekend.
0: So I don't know. I've I've reached out to Phil on both Twitter and on our Discord for the league, and I haven't heard back from him yet. So I don't know if he's avoiding scheduling. Hoping that he's going to wait to last minute and schedule something. I don't know what's going on in my room right now. There's music playing. <laughs> Nice. Um, I, I'll, I'm gonna assume my wife decided to play something on our Google Home. We have a speaker down here. <laughs> oh, Brandy Carlisle.
3: That's a great, we, great song.
1: Do we have to great, we need really in trouble
0: to... for playing music? So hold on one second. So if oh. we just
1: keep talking really loud
0: over the
1: over the music, no one will know what it is, and it won't get pulled from YouTube. Oh yeah, is sorry, that...
3: YouTube. It's um, not the good friend of the late John Prine, Brandy Carlisle. That was someone else entirely. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text her right now and tell her I approve of her music taste.
0: <laughs> We're going to get pinged on all of our broadcasts that we had some sort of copyright infringement of because of that. Um, I've turned it down to zero in here, so hopefully if she plays something again, it doesn't happen yet. I was wondering why I started hearing some random music in here because I'm looking at my TV in here, and it's playing a delayed version of our chat muted. So I'm like, it's not that. What's going on? I'm like, oh, yeah, I have a Google Home speaker in here. <laughs> in the garage Raise hand,
3: everyone this is a friendly reminder to change all your passwords because you've got nothing better to do right now
0: yes uh no it's it's one of those things uh i don't know if i, I told anyone but i working in my garage uh part of the the quarantine is cleaning out my garage because if dylan can attest my garage is a mess uh, so i've been working on slowly cleaning it out i set up my dj speakers the ones i typically bring out to our live broadcast i have an old uh receiver in, in here now set up. So now I have my TV, my speakers, my receiver, Alan could say I was rocking out to rage against the machine earlier today. Um, So yeah. uh, Yeah. I don't know why I started talking about that, but it's, it's, it's this stuff I probably.
3: Yeah. You're very drunk.
0: I am. I, I, I'm disappointed that I lost the match. I was at least hoping I could at least pull off a draw this past weekend, but Hey, only one loss. I'm still only three points out of the top spot. Um, anything can happen there's still like 20 more weeks in the season um, who knows what'll happen
1: and if it's anything like the usl you could be mediocre
3: for weeks at a time make the playoffs
0: <laughs> yeah you
3: can <laughs> you can be pretty pretty trash for 19 weeks and then and still make it and just turn it on and end up fifth who knows what'll happen So yes. we yes. to our next section mm-hmm. yeah who does that, that remind you of that. everyone
0: <laughs> who does that who, remind you of? <laughs> let's let's move on to our next session. But really quick, just a reminder: uh, follow us on social media. I will post on our social media account OCSC underscore Soccer Cast or the Orange Black Soccer Cast on Facebook um, the time of our match so that you can watch it if you want to against Phil Grooms of the USL Show. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll be able to pull one of the co-hosts of that show on to join Dylan and Alan on the play-by-play. Um, or maybe we can convince Phil to join on with me, and we can all just talk while Phil and I are playing the match. We can just sort of have a a crazy play-by-play.
3: That's what it always is.
0: <laughs> That's what it always is. Uh, yeah, let's transition on. Uh, since there's no real soccer to talk about uh, on the pitch, we decided literally like five seconds before we went live, let's uh, look back at – last season and pick maybe one or two moments from last season for each of us that we remember uh, on how things went. I'm going to let Alan start because he had some interesting ideas. I don't know if he's actually going to follow through with those ideas. No, but I'm going to let Alan start with with one of his options for a memory from 2019.
1: 2019. Um, I would probably have to say, uh, this is going to be super weird. But I'll explain why the Wednesday, April 10th, uh, Seattle Sounders two slash Tacoma Defiance uh, match uh, was pretty memorable. Just for me, it was a I think like a four nil win. Um, but what was memorable for me was that was uh, the first time that I was writing something and watching a game in person for Orange County, uh, and that just popped up in my time hop. But the Prior one, I believe I was wearing, yeah, I was wearing my flamingo shirt. Um it was, I think the first one I wrote was the, t- the the Tulsa, but I was not at that match. Uh so the first one I went to in person was that Wednesday game. I wore a flamingo shirt, button up shirt, a um corduroy jacket. Because I wanted to be just just a little bit too hipster because I was like, I'm a professional journalist. Um and no, that's it was You're super really memorable because it what's that? You were very cute. I think Dylan was talking trash. Thank you. Thank you. I was very cute. Uh, No, that was memorable because that was the first time that I wrote a uh, recap for Orange County in person like at the match. So uh, for me, that was very memorable. It was a really fun uh, game to watch, really successful uh, play on the pitch as well. Uh, So just kind of a a jovial start to uh, the season for me going to games. And I know that was a big win for the team early. Uh, cause it was a little rough at the beginning. Uh, so that was one of the key really key wins in the beginning of the season.
0: Now, let me ask you, Alan, did you go in like frame your outfit from that, that match just to sort of have as a memory as, cause somehow you remembered exactly what you were wearing. you probably remember exactly how many buttons you had buttoned up on, on your shirt. Uh, what, uh, what brand your belt was, what kind of socks you had, what the color they were.
1: I actually don't remember my socks. Um, Okay, But no, it was just because it was at, we made the joke that I was going to wear like some type of like uh f- corduroy jacket or some type of jacket. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm wearing it now because I told him I would. So I wanted to go a little bit ridiculous the first time. <laughs> um, but no, that was just a really cool experience. And uh, it was kind of the start of something really fun for last season. Uh, so that's why I, and it's not the most memorable game, I would say. But I think for the early season, it was a really kind of a personal big match, but also a really fun one.
0: No, definitely. And it was a, it was a pretty interesting experience. I, I don't, I'm not going to ask you because I don't want to sort of uh, embarrass any entity at all, but I, I, I'm going to guess, Alan, that you were probably maybe only one of maybe one or two people up in the press booth uh, press box for a match like that on a Wednesday night at championship soccer stadium uh, for those of you that don't really get a chance to go up there, it's usually not the most crowded section unless you're playing against Chivas or not Chivas, uh, Ch- T- uh, Tijuana. Um,
1: I was yeah. actually happy that there weren't too many people up there because I was like, I don't want to have to like sit by these people who might <laughs> know what they're doing. And I'm here with like, my <laughs> notebook. I'm like, I'm going to do this. Um Although, uh, hey, I will say yeah. this,
0: Alan. We need to we need to tweet out a picture of what your notebook looks like because I think I'm gonna just sort of guess here between you, Dylan, and myself. You probably are the best note taker at, at a game or on, during a match out of the three of us. Unless Dylan, got... you think you have Alan beat?
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm like I way it, like, better than I used two to matches be. Matches ever? Oh my god! <laughs> um, I look Alan actually goes really
0: and like good. Alan goes and actually like writes down the formation, who's playing where. Um, all this stuff and I think uh, Dylan and Alan or Dylan and myself are more like um, let's look at what uh, USL has on their uh, their stat stuff and um, we just sort of type out a couple notes as the match is going on and then figure it out from there whereas Alan's nope. like an actual like
1: that was notes. the weird part was the last <laughs> El-, El Paso game there were like quite a few like actual journalists there to cover the match and they all had their computers out and they were like typing as the game was going and I'm like, with my notebook, like writing notes, like, I'm going to type this all up later. But you're they're like, oh, I'm going right? to write as I go. And I was like, yeah, but the problem is that you're writing and something fun's happening and you're missing it. So,
0: because they all want to go home once the match is over. Do, they hour. do.
1: They're like, I've hopefully we don't score here at the end because I've already written my.
0: <laughs> well, I, I know how that feels I, I know dylan's been through that too where you're like you got most of it written up hoping that it's going to end the way it's ending and then something happens the last minute, you're like darn it now i'm staying an extra half hour to right. uh, fix things up
3: yeah that was our uh, new mexico match last year when we we drew against new mexico at home all of a sudden like super late goal with liam trotter and leonardo combining yeah. to score and I was like, "Cool! Now I have to throw out the last 20 minutes of work for this one." <laughs> so, yeah. you know, like you know
0: <laughs> you're waiting for the end of the match just so you can hit submit, and then all of a sudden, it just changes your story. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, you have to totally change your right. intro Almost because now this. it's a now it's a you know a decent outcome instead of a bad outcome." And you have to change the middle part. You have to change the end. It's a good uh, Life of a sports writer. For those of you that don't do this type of stuff, now you know it's it's not as fun and easy as it sounds at all times. And everyone
3: job, so don't do it.
1: <laughs> everyone's cheering and you're up there going
0: ah frick
1: but then you're also happy you're also happy You're excited because you, you yeah. you're a
0: fan of the team right so yeah Uh good times good a great great uh memory from 2019 alan to start off with you, you i i don't know how we're going to top that but i'm going to go to dylan because i don't think i can top that uh dylan do you have a a, a memory from 2019 that you want to talk about
3: i do um Christian Duke's return, I think, was the turning point in our season. Actually, I know it was the turning point in our season, and I would love for someone to debate me on that because uh, you're wrong if you don't agree with that. You look at that first match. He comes in against Reno, and we are a different side. And we were probably lucky to get a point in that game, and instead we took it to them and beat them so handily. Should have been 4-0, wasn't a pen. 4-1, we'll take it. Danny Cresosimo scores his first goal um so yeah that match in july in the middle of the day it was 95 it was super humid there were only a few of us in the cannelly collision i'd bet my hair i got to keep my hair it was a very good time all around (laughs) um that that was probably one of the the better moments and i know you have another reno related one ray
0: i I do i do but i don't want to go there yet you're trying to like push us away from this this uh middle of the summer day game what we like to jokingly call the the summer camp game where it's like 3,008 to 13-year-olds in the stands that probably don't even know which team is Orange County. They're just sort of out there cheering. I think for the match you're talking about, Dylan, this this past season in 2019, it was extremely hot, And I think a lot of the the stands were sort of empty because no one wanted to actually sit in that sun. I was up in Boise hanging out with family in Idaho uh, for that match. So I didn't get to experience what you guys did out there. Uh, but definitely, um, I, I I sort of look back at last season and I think what would have been different had Christian Duke been there from the start of the season and he didn't have that freak accident in the preseason? How would have it changed things for Orange County? I think definitely we would have had a higher seed uh, in the uh, Western Conference, which would have changed the whole outcome of what happens in the playoffs. Instead of having to go on the road to Salt Lake City in the first round, we're going to have a totally different opponent in that first round, probably at home. Uh, but unfortunately, Christian Duke did hurt himself in the preseason, uh, missed basically half of that season. And I think it really affected the team. I, you can notice, I, I know Dylan, you said once he came back, things changed. Uh, we sort of went on a on a good run there. Uh, I, I think it sort of derailed that first part of the season because the team's expecting him to be in there uh, in the midfield and sort of solidifying things. I, I think him and Aiden Quinn had built such a great – uh, relationship the season before that it was just, we were all excited about that continuing. And unfortunately it didn't happen until too late in the season, in my opinion, Alan.
1: Yeah. Prior to that Reno game, orange County won one, two, three, four, five matches. And then counting that Reno game and going on, they lost three times total and only drew once. So that is a huge, that Reno four, one Reno match was, it was like the tail of two seasons. Uh, very similar to the tale of two halves, uh, right? Very similar to the tale of two halves <laughs> for Orange County games, where they would play really well one half and not well the other half. It seemed to be macro as well. Look at that analysis. Um, <laughs> no, that was <laughs> the that Reno match. I remember like feeling bad and laughing almost but I couldn't because there was like a uh, a San Jose uh, earthquake scout in the press box that game. So he came down and was watching some guys and like, but the people in the press were like, what is happening right now? Like no one, like no one in the press box believed it. Like the, re- the, the, the San Jose guy was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, it was just that, you know, 11th minute, 36th minute, 50th minute. It was just like these really nice goals And then, you know, Danny, you know, putting the cherry on the top at the end. But it was just one of those games where you just it looked like they were playing with a fire, but also with this like unbridled joy. They're both happy and angry at the same time. And they played that way. And it was so much fun to watch them play that way.
0: Well, if I can recall, I believe Reno entered that match, I believe, second in the Western Conference behind way behind mm-hmm. uh, a Phoenix Rising team that nobody was going to catch at that point. So the fact that Orange County put up such a great performance against basically the second-best team in the Western Conference at that time was even more amazing. Uh, and, and that's probably why that's even such a more amazing moment in the season. Um, right, Dylan?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, if you go back and listen to the episode right beforehand, I think Ray guessed – a 5-0 loss or something. (laughs) I was like, we're going to be lucky to get a point. I don't think Alan is very optimistic. Everyone I talked to wasn't super optimistic. And I I do not know what happened that day, but it was something special. It was awesome. I looked funny, and I was very miserable because of the heat (laughs) and felt terrible and got a horrific sunburn, but probably one of the better matches.
0: I was miserable because where I was in in Idaho, I didn't have internet. I was literally the whole match. I was switching between because uh, we were at my wife's grandparents' house in Idaho. And I guess their internet had like basically died for some reason. And we had been on the phone with the internet company all day. I'm trying to get it fixed before this match starts. And of course it doesn't get fixed. And, I have Verizon, but unfortunately I was in a dead spot for Verizon where they live too. So I'm sitting there like all over the house trying to find a spot where my Verizon internet could connect so I could um, do the the mobile hotspot on my phone to watch the match. And it would work for like five minutes and then it would cut out. And then I'm trying to do all this. So Dylan, I probably was just as frustrated (laughs) as you were in the match, uh, but for different reasons. Sorry, Alan. Uh, I know you wanted to say something
1: just saying Reno had won 5 in a row, seven of the last eight and that one loss was against so nobody thought that Orange County had a chance cuz they were playing miserably and Reno was on a tear and so it was like this almost like David versus Goliath situation and it was just so much fun to watch.
0: It was awesome.
3: All right, you uh, get... out. The earlier Reno game, right?
0: The earlier Reno game. We've talked about it numerous times about our adventures in Reno, Dylan, about what happened oh. uh, with you at the airport uh, and all that fun stuff. Uh, very amazing experience, though. That was my first road trip. And uh, being on a road trip, actually covering the team, so getting credentialed at the opponent stadium, um, meeting up with uh, our fellow podcast friends from Reno, the 1868 Weekly, uh, John, Brad, uh, and Matt. Um, John sort of giving us the, 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 or giving me the, the 411 on the stadium and where to go and what to do. Um, I know I went onto our Twitter account and sort of did a 360 of the stadium showing how empty the stadium was, uh, and, and posting that out. And then a uh, second half going up to the press box to go grab, you know, food because teams typically provide the press with. At least something to eat, whether it's a sandwich or, or something better uh, going up there, doing that. John introduces me around to all the the, the, the staff and the other media members up there. And remember, I, I can't remember her name, but the uh, the person that basically is, is sort of was the head of the game day experience there at the stadium basically gave me a hard time. She basically when I got introduced, she said, so you're the one that tweeted out that our stadium was empty. Um, so, uh, But she did it jokingly It wasn't like this like I felt like I had to leave or anything like that It was actually a really good experience um, A great uh, host experience From our uh, Again the 1868 Weekly guys they, they, they helped us out tremendously Throughout the whole experience there From chauffeuring us around town um, Taking us to the team events The team did a, uh, like a smoothie event Before the match And we got to go and hang out And talk to some of the Reno fans I know I remember Andy, our super fan was there also cause he had made the trip up there and a few other people. Um, what else? Uh, you know, just being there to see uh, GM Oliver V's uh, uh, buying drinks or buying a round of drinks for the fans that made the trip up there was a pretty neat experience. A- and the fact that orange County came from behind and at least pulled a point out of that match when it looked like, uh, you know, it was going to be something bad and, and, that was I don't remember if your hair was in the line for that match at that point, Dylan, or if that didn't come into play in the second match. It, it but was. I think it was.
3: Um it but was. The draw <laughs> bailed me out because I remember thinking when <laughs> I started texting you. I think I was like, Oh, I'm so screwed. Like my head's getting shaved here. Uh, and no, Michael Seaton and Aiden Quinn had something else to say <laughs> about that. So
0: well, uh, for those that didn't follow us back then, we also had made a bet with 1868 Weekly that the losing squad had to basically change their podcast logo to the other team's colors. And I was literally up in the press box, I think this was like the early 80th, 81st minute, trying to photoshop our logo to look at the Reno colors because I I was I was down to the point where we probably have lost this match. And then all of a sudden they come back and and tie the match. Uh, I I will say, I don't think I showed anyone. I don't know if I even showed you guys what the logo was going to look like. I think maybe John was the only person that saw that because he was up there in the press box with me and I was showing him, this is what it's going to look like if I have to do it. Because at that point, I don't know how to Photoshop. uh, And we didn't have like a a, a Photoshop image. It was just basically a, a, a piece together image that was on a JPEG. So trying to Photoshop something like that where there's really no distinct borders on there was really difficult. And he said, yeah, that'll work if, if this happens. He was getting all excited. And then uh, we tie the match. And then like Dylan already said in the in the reverse match, we pull off the, the awesome victory, which meant Dylan didn't have to cut his hair. We didn't have to change our logo. 1868 Weekly had to change our logo. I can't remember if I have a copy of that somewhere. I'm sure I do. I, I'm sure I took a screenshot of that uh, to share somewhere. So hopefully... I can find that and we can post a picture of that in the, in the near future. Um, I really want to say, because we actually have someone that's listening to us live on YouTube and that's Logan. Um, hey, Logan, how are things going for you? Hopefully you're staying safe in all of this craziness and you're finding a way to stay sane. Um, his favorite moment of 2019 was uh, he said, probably beating Phoenix. <laughs> so I, I think for any orange County fan, at least in 2019, that was a, a, a great victory, especially since they had knocked us out the season before they stormed our field the season before, which I know a lot of orange County fans weren't happy with. Uh, And I know we've talked about in the past, uh, Logan likes to sort of uh, mess with Phoenix fans from time to time on the social medias. Uh, Would that fit in either of your top moments of 2019 Dylan or Alan?
1: I mean, Mm. Dylan,
3: I uh, not in my top two no it's a good way okay. it was nice to get that back and it was it was cool to be like the oh you know when Phoenix has 18 straight games the last time they lost is when they played Orange County like that felt good even that though the reverse picture went horrifically uh, <laughs> and you know although it was a fun trip yeah, I, I look actually more fondly on the the uh, 0-3 loss that we had in Phoenix just because of the people that were there and getting to hang out with some of them. I did not uh, appreciate the heat, but that's part oh, of it. Mm. I'm biased towards away days, what can I say? But I do know Logan's, also- Logan's Twitter MO is um, either taking the piss or getting Phoenix fans, <laughs> either taking the piss from Phoenix fans or getting Phoenix fans to take the piss. So, you know, I understand.
1: That was the fun one with the live pod too.
3: Oh yes. yeah, getting that guy to admit that he only came to Phoenix matches cuz Drogba was there. <laughs>
0: Which
3: I understand. <laughs> I totally get it. If I liked Drogba and I lived in Phoenix, I'd probably do the same thing. I just
0: But the the fact that, that we have been told things. numerous times by Phoenix fans that it's not only about Drogba and then the one Phoenix fan that comes up to our booth on our live broadcast basically says, yeah, because Drago was there. That's why I started following the team. That was just such icing on the cake for that event for us. And, oh, and also the fact that we got mariachi bombed. Oh,
3: well, that was good. I have to say I'm a that's San Diego awesome. loyal fan because I love Irvin Para.
0: <laughs>
3: that's actually no, the best.
0: Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, having a mariachi band actually come out and, and basically serenade the three of us. Um, that was nice. I don't know what they were thinking, why they w- would want to serenade the three of us, but Hey, they did. And, and they put on a good show and it, it was pretty cool. And we have that on tape to, to prove that it actually happened. Um, yeah. yeah. Alan, do you have another moment yeah. that you would like to share or, or, or is your only moment that first
1: journalism? I don't experience? know if I'm going to steal this from Dylan, but uh, my other favorite moment was the uh, late in the season, uh, playoff positioning on the line orange county after losing to real monarchs which could have uh, solidified a higher home seed had to go on the road to play sacramento republic uh, and after With
0: a god awful announcing
1: <sighs> it, was, it was it was that game felt as chaotic as the this podcast does like it it was just nothing made sense back and forth. Was it a goal? Was it a goal? Was it? I like, I just re- like, I remember them saying the ref needs to like go back and read the rule book and yadi, I was like, Holy cow. This is amazing. And that 78th minute winner from Michael Rosco to seal this very heated um, game. Uh, it was probably one of my, nail-biting frustrated but also excited matches of the year this is one of my like if i can go back and watch one, like
3: watch a game uh this one would be it
0: dylan did he steal that from you
3: no i was i was really nervous Dude. for a second i was gonna get really really angry i think my favorite thing from that match was jordan mccrary trying to throw hands with joe mico um that highlights, that whole match was such a disaster for Sacramento. It was such a bad look on a team that was so gung-ho about we're going to MLS and we're, like, one of the best teams in this league because we've been consistently in third place for five years. Um, just, oh, my God. That was hilarious. <laughs> I've never enjoyed such a chaotic match where I was, like, wildly um, – it was a bit like a metronome, just going between, like, extremely frustrated and – like chaotic, gleeful laughing at the television. Uh truly amazing stuff.
0: And I think I for think that I match that I was low. Oh my God. I was on the the Orange Count or I was on the Orange and Black Soccer cast Twitter uh feed for that. And I was just sort of just sort of complaining left and right about the announcers mm-hmm. for Sacramento on this match, because it was Sacramento Homers calling the match. And I think there were multiple. Orange County fans that were a little frustrated about the way they were calling the match. I get it; they're homers, they're they're the home team's play-by-play team. But because it's a national feed on ESPN Plus, you need to find a way to be a little bit more professional about the way you're calling things, even if things aren't going your way. Um, take a lesson from some other uh, uh, commentary or play-by-play people. That's the show. Not choice. not no yeah, but there's other people I can think of in maybe other sports that do a better job, even if it's the home team broadcast, they're still at least being mostly fair about what they're saying and not being like, not whining or complaining about what the ref is doing or not doing on the pitch. That's definitely something that should be happening. Um, I still think that to this day, but yeah. Uh, Dylan, what was your uh, second moment from 2019 that you wanted to share uh, that Dylan, uh, that Alan did not steal from you?
3: Um, Michael Seton, And he got robbed on this, not getting an assist, but Michael Seaton assisting Joe Amico's first professional goal. Um, My two favorite players combining for a great goal and a really dominant win over another playoff side, gave us a little bit of breathing room over L Pass. That was spectacular to me. Um, Seaton absolutely got robbed. The pass made it to its intended target. The fact that it hit a defender on the way through, that doesn't mean anything. It didn't change how the. Oh god, it was truly incredible. Um, I almost cried when it happened. Uh, I almost cried when I wrote about it in the recap. I almost cried when I did the little Photoshop thing for him afterward. Oh, it was just so special. What a time! I miss both of them so, so, so much.
0: Yeah, I sort of beat you to that, Dylan, because I went onto our uh, our live streams and actually. Uh, commented on that, that we miss Michael Seaton or that we miss at Seats, which for those of you who don't follow him on Twitter, that's his uh, Twitter handle. Um, Yeah, no, uh, that was amazing to see. Uh... Is that his Twitter handle? I can't remember now because it's not coming up. Maybe he changed it. Um, Yeah, but...
3: It's at Mikey Seaton, but Mikey has he, two E's and there's an underscore at the it. end of Seaton.
0: So it's that M I K
3: E E Y S E
0: A T O N underscore. So he changed his Twitter handle. I have his haven't display name it. is Seats. Mm, oh, there we go. That's why.
3: Amateur hour. Amateur hour over here. Ray is very drunk, everyone.
0: I'm actually not too bad at the moment. Uh, let me go for my second favorite moment of the season, and that would have been the final home game of 2019, which happened to coincide with my birthday. Um, yeah, I messed that up. Alan, fix me.
1: Coincide.
0: There we go. I'm not that drunk, uh, with...
3: guys. Are <laughs> no, we
0: kidding? You
1: do this all yourself.
3: Drunk. We're not that, drunk.
0: <laughs> not that drunk. Not that drunk, not that drunk, yes. You're I'm a white girl wasted. I, I I wouldn't call it that much wasted, um, but yeah, no my uh, the October nineteenth, my birthday, the final home match of the season, uh, Orange County pulls off the victory. Uh, it was an awesome night, and a bunch of people showed up to watch the match with me, and Counting kind of like Coalition was going crazy. Not Alan. Alan's too cool. Uh, I think he was too excited about San Diego potentially or going to have a future USL team. You didn't want to come watch that final match of the season at championship soccer stadium, but yeah, no, it was, it was just an awesome experience to go get a victory celebrating my birthday with a bunch of people. And uh, yeah, that's all I'll say about it. Cause I'm white girl wasted. Apparently.
3: Yeah, you definitely are. And believe me, I would know. Um, (laughs) But that was a great match. I, I thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> that one. Uh, a couple of San Diego loyal players making, or maybe just one and Gudis Lawal, making an appearance in that one, making some incredible decisions. Um, I talk about it every weekend in the EUSL is the decision-making in this league is not always the best. And he is probably one of the leaders of making insane decisions on the pitch, like booting a ball uh, from the midfield to his own goalkeeper for some reason. Um, I think he later saw red. He wanted to play out of the back. incredible. Yeah, he wanted to play out of the back. Um, Pep would be proud. Luckily, I always make have the best a decisions. Hard time to keep him uh, from City this summer. I think.
0: Luckily, I always make the best decisions when I'm playing FIFA 20. Especially always in the U.S.L. Championship. Always, especially always.
3: with your keeper. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly no giveaways there. No, 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 sir.
0: <laughs> oh. No,
1: we're boring, we? boring you, Alan? Are there we boring were,
0: you? There
1: were there were two. He's current. yawning. Flavors. He's, He's yawning in the Camp. middle of a Elijah, podcast. Elijah Martin. Oh. <sighs> yeah. No. i no, no. It's not boring. I'm just tired. There's a difference. Why are you tired? <laughs> um. Because I have narcolepsy.
3: <laughs> Fair point.
0: <laughs> All right
3: well on that wonderful um note.
0: yes let's let's just jump to random thoughts since we're going to go there uh, with <laughs> over and, with. Uh, we're so sorry medical everyone. diagnosis there
1: <laughs> oh yeah uh, alan
0: share with us a random thought for to, to end this episode
1: um we the probably the same thing i said last week or the week before like if you have children at home and you are quote distance learning Uh, don't do it. Don't overdo it. Um, don't, uh, don't stress yourself out. Hey, um, and support your kids mental health as well. If school's overwhelming, like it's all right that you can't help them all the time, or if they need to take a break, like worry about making sure that you are getting out of this with good mental health practices and you're not super stressing yourself out about schoolwork. Um, things will be all right. Um, We can work on some extra stuff over summer, but for right now, like worry about making sure we get all out of this uh, together in the end. And, you know, sometimes maybe math isn't always the most important thing, uh, but taking that time to make sure right, make sure we're not overdoing (laughs) ourselves. Um, So that's my random thought. So
0: you said. You said we can do extra work over the summer. So that means we can send all of our kids to what's Dylan. the web, What's the email address?
1: <laughs> Dylan at orange and black.
0: Uh, and, and so you say, so I've been making my kids do like eight hours of classwork a day. <laughs> and that's when really they, uh, when they, when they mess up on something, I basically like yell at them and, and, and all that stuff. that's not the way to do it is what you're you saying.
3: Introduce them to La Chancla. And uh, right, or a ruler, familiar. a ruler, that's yeah. another good one, <laughs> um, leather, smash bites.
0: ball, smash ball paddle, yeah, smash yeah, ball you know, paddle.
3: works yeah, you got that. It's Orange County, you got those laying around <laughs> for those, you so, know, they're not going to get used this year. Can't we use might- them at
0: the beach, might as well use it for something, right? We should probably take a moment no, to no, say no. that we do uh, not
3: advocate <laughs> um, child abuse, we do <laughs> not, our yes. gas does not condone abusing your children or anyone else's children, that
0: no. In case sarcasm does not come out well on a podcast, that's exactly what we're talking about here. Uh, I've been doing, like Alan said, not not being too hard on my kids and and letting them work at their pace, even if it means like one of my older sons doesn't finish what he's doing until about four thirty because he wants to take some breaks between stuff. As long as he's getting it done, I'm letting him, you know, have do it at his pace and, and get things done. Um, and i'm not stressing them out so it's definitely good uh, advice from alan there when it comes to what these kids are going through because we got to remember they're also going through some really crazy stuff right now totally different experience for them they're used to being in school with their friends with their teachers that they've they've grown this relationship with through the season and now we're telling them hey stay at home don't play with friends and let your parents handle uh, helping you out if you need help so uh, good good advice there, Alan. And dog. Uh Dylan, go for it.
3: Sorry, I'm really distracted by dog. Is this brew, Alan? <laughs> this is brew. Oh. <laughs> mute your Were mic. Were you about
0: to say you're really distracted by dog?
3: I am, yeah. Brew. What is your random thought? Please tell us.
0: Speak, Brew, speak. Good dog. Bork.
3: There you go. That's it. All right. Well, I admire a man who knows no, he, when to be
1: silent. He's he's telling us it's all right to uh, meditate silently and just be okay with your thoughts.
3: <laughs> we probably should have done that for an hour tonight instead. Yeah. We've <laughs> done whatever yes. this mess has been. Um, my random thought is always a literature recommendation. This week is no different. It's Edgar Allan Poe's "The Cask of Amontillado." If you have been in school in the last twenty years, you've probably already read it, but you should go back read it again. It's pretty solid um you know it's not telltale heart that's fine i think it's just as good that's you know um other than that i don't know lucas nelson's got a, a really great quarantine session thing going on right now that's been that's been really solid and uh yeah that's it wash your hands How's
0: it been solid Wash your hands, of course, yes. And uh, I just wanted to say, just wanted to remind people if you don't watch or haven't watched or did not watch the previous FIFA 20 EUSL Championship match that I participated in, uh, we have decided to help raise some money for a good cause in doing that. Uh, Dylan Allen did a great job of mentioning it throughout the broadcast. Uh, We are helping raise money for Orange County Soccer Club for the Relay for Life uh, of, of South Orange County, I believe is what it's for. Uh, If you want to go and either donate or join their team, uh, you could do so by just typing in donate.ocscpodcast.com. It'll take you to the Relay for Life page for Orange County Soccer Club. We created that because the link that they provided me was like 100 characters long, and I figured it'd be a lot easier for you to remember donate.ocscpodcast.com if you felt like uh, donating or joining the team uh, the event is scheduled to take place in the first weekend of June, but we don't know at this point um, how things are going, but you could still go on and donate and you're donating to a really great cause. Um, if you want more information, just go to that website that I've mentioned a couple times, donate.ocscpodcast.com uh, to find out more information, donate or join the OCSC um, team. For that, again, for a great cause.
3: Remember, Alan, or Ray, Alan's yes. on, I don't know what Alan's doing. Maybe Alan's going to donate a dollar for every goal that Ray scores, but uh, maybe he will donate $10 this week if he beats Pilgrim's 10-0 uh, through June 6th, of course. Um, and we're not taking anything off the top. All of that's going to a good cause. So go donate, those of you who yes. can. Take yeah. that $1,200 of your... Whatever and give it all to stimulus
0: to- or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not getting anything out of this. This is directly to Relay for Life and to their donation page. I've actually already gone and donated twenty five dollars and then I'm gonna donate a dollar for every goal I score in the USL championship between now and Lord, June sixth, which Don't is when the event is scheduled to the take place. There. Yep. It's gonna throw myself it out. back.
3: Also, if hey, you have kids, which you probably... How much do, has Dylan
0: and Alan donated?
3: I don't have a job because there's Ooh. no sports, so we're working on that front. You got
0: a stimulus coming, though.
3: I've donated um, my time. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, we donated a lot of really good segues hey, and I only have so many in my... Oh, there were some yes, killer segues. In we that. were. i would going to pat myself on the back here, but... On we, fire.
1: Some of fire us were good on, on
3: Friday night, and some of us were Ray.
0: Oh. <laughs> Oh, hey, I'm going to make up for it this weekend against Phil as long as he's willing to schedule the match and it doesn't become a forfeit on his end. Let's wrap things up. Alan, where can our listeners follow you if they want to hear more or see more of what you have to say?
1: A Underwood 48 on the Twitter machines and I'm sorry. If they want to <laughs> listen to more of me or, or find more of me.
0: I <laughs> uh, yeah. Dylan, go for
3: it. You can find me on Reddit, slash, you slash, OCSE underscore Dylan. You can find me on Twitter at OCSE underscore Dylan. You can find me at eldonnews.org under the byline Dylan
0: Allen. And you can find me on Twitter at DJ Race some more. You can also find the podcast on Twitter at OCSE underscore soccer cash. You can find the podcast on Facebook, on Pinterest, on Instagram. Uh, You can also go to our website, ocsepodcast.com to listen to all of our previous podcast episodes and also read any news that we've written, even though we haven't done much writing in a while because there's not much to write about at this point. Apologize for that. But yeah, it's just what it is. But we still have a podcast going so you can listen to all of that great stuff. It's not great. Um, Alan, I'm I'm going to throw it to Alan really quick and see if he can remember. Oh, poop. If he Hold can on. remember how to, um,
3: tired plug of your cookie cutter Icarus jerseys FC? from companies like Nike and Adidas? Ooh, Dylan
0: is funding it.
3: Look at Icarus FC for all of your custom jersey needs. Go for it, Alan. I'm
1: tired of the guy. same old uniforms Go and Alan. cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com.
0: There we go. That's how you do it, Dylan. Um, Also want to just remind everyone, if you want to enjoy some local craft beer, you can do so from GameCraft Brewing. Um, They have 20% 20 off orders over $20. You can get delivery or you can pick up at their location. Um, And the promo code is GC2GO. Uh, If you want to participate on that, uh, you can go to the website to go and order gamecraftbrewing.com to order any of their beers. Again, for pickup or delivery, get 20% off by using the promo code GC2GO. Uh, For Dylan, for Alan, this is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out
2: you have been listening to the orange and black soccer cast
0: for the latest orange county
2: sc news and information visit our website ocscpodcast.com also thanks to our sponsor roughneck scarves official scarf supplier to mls usl and u.s soccer get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com.